Welcome to the wandering musings of AJ and A-Ray. Two Mamas After Dark. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello. Welcome to Deck the Halls with Bells of Holly. La 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 la. la. <laughs> I had to. Of course. Of course. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. You have exciting news. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't because AJ did it, but like AJ did. <laughs> no, it's because I did it. I'm a trendsetter. You are a trendsetter. <laughs> Setter. What did you say? I don't know. I don't think I enunciated that appropriately, though. So I tried again. Um, we traded in a car for an SUV. And this is one that everybody would be able to drive in our family because we have one that's learning right now. And Are you sure you want to trust a learner with this new car? Eventually, yeah, because it, <laughs> it, it slows you down. Like, we had a couple people cut us off yesterday, and it, like, I had it on cruise control, and it, like, reduced speed, like, immediately. I was like, that's cool. I will say these new cars, all our newfangled gadgets. The it's safety creepy. features are... They're cool, insane. but they're creepy. I had to turn a few of them off on my car because it was, it was ticking me You're off. fighting with it. Yes, I the one it over that puts here. you back in your lane. I was like, I'm in my lane, gosh dang it. <laughs> Um, I only had one time that I was like, seriously, I'm I'm trying to go to that lane. Yes. I have my blinker on. I need to go to that lane. Please stop kicking me back over into the other there lane. There is a road in my town <clears throat> that splits into two when you're trying to turn left. And I don't think it realizes that. And so... It was it was driving me crazy because it would try to correct me as I'm it's going into splits into two and it would be like, No, you're supposed to be over here. And so I had to turn that feature off yeah. so that now it only warns, warns me you. instead of actually booting me back into the other lane because I, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a feature that works only in cruise control. So when it's not in cruise control, it will warn you that you're getting too close. It will warn you that there's cars coming on your sides. Because it does that no matter on the cars coming down the sides. But it will warn you if you hit the lane line. But it won't, like, move you. Oh, see, mine mine would do it all the time. Well, I haven't played with it. You can turn it down. So we have it to where it gently, like, kind of moves a little bit. But it doesn't, like, kick you over, like, in cruise control. And I was like, so we bought it mostly because my husband and his eye situation makes it to where maybe he can drive a little bit longer. Because I won't let him drive at night. He was like, can I drive now at night? And I was like, yeah, I can see like a million times further with these brand new lights and all of this stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It also counts down. Okay, this is a total nerd moment, but it counts down the miles that you have left on your gas. Yes, yes. I was Wait, like, because this like car if, didn't do that? No. It was 2017, though. This yeah, is but a 2022. My old car was a 2017, and I swear it. Maybe. Cars not do that? No. Oh, now I'm curious. My 2019. Does everybody's car do your truck doesn't do that? <laughs> Wait. Now I'm thinking. Did my car? I not mean, it'll, do sh- that? it'll show you like you're getting closer to empty, but it doesn't. It literally counts it down. Like 50 miles still empty, that type of thing. Yeah, like we started at 385, and then after all of our traveling yesterday and this morning. And stuff like that. I was down to like 302 uh, or something like that. I thought that was a, that. Well, I'm so glad that you're excited about that. <laughs> I'm going, wait, was that not a common knowledge thing? Because <laughs> my 17 did that. <laughs> well, well, I guess it depends on what kind of car. <laughs> is now cool enough to hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're excited about that. It comes in handy, though. It does. It really does. Except for no now, I'm going to get... I'm going to get super confused when I go to the gas station because the truck is on the left side, the driver's side. Oh, no. And this car's on the right side. No, I'm no, be no. Like, oh, crap. I'm in the wrong place. 
when I got my car, I was like, how do I put gas in this car? Because with my other car, there was a little lever inside the car. You you uh, flip it and opens the gas tank thing. Mm -hmm. But with this car, you just tap the gas tank cover and it opens it on the outside of the car. But I didn't know that. So when I went to get gas the first time, I'm like, crap, how do I put gas in this? <laughs> so. Mine's just a little door. You just stick your finger in. and I don't know how to put gas in this one yet. I haven't had to do it. <laughs> so when I'm panicking at the gas station, I'll let you all know. <laughs> it's always fun to get a new car and play with all the gadgets. Yes. So much fun. You can set the heat, like, temperature in the car that you want it to be. It doesn't have seat warmers like his did. Uh-uh, you didn't get seat warmers? No, we didn't get you seat warmers. You have to get seat warmers in this, but it's, this climate. But it's warm enough. Trust me, I can set it to like 75 in there, and it'll be like, whew, we're having summertime. That's awesome. It's really hot in the winter. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, one day it's my goal to be rich enough to get a car with heat warmers and seat coolers. Apparently oh. they have those. You can get a seat cooler. For like the summertime? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had a seat to get hot enough. I guess if you have other seats. I have other seats. We didn't We didn't pay the extra for that. We were like, nah, I don't need it. It was like $160 more a month. And I was like, hmm, hmm. I feel pretty content with that. I have my first car payment coming up with the new car. Well, it's still like two, three weeks away. But I'm starting to panic a little bit going, what have I done? What have I done? But it's good investment. It you is. Don't have to, it is. You don't have to do it for a while. Um, what are you drinking? <laughs> um, I am drinking. Well, I have water on one side of me, mm -hmm. and then I have uh, a tea. What was this tea again? Hot cinnamon suntan. Thank you. We've done it before. Well, I I didn't it drink it last time. She I was had just, apple cider. Yes, I was just gonna drink water, but then she handed me this. I said, "Here's the yumminess. <laughs> I got more." <laughs> So we're both drinking that. It and smells divine. Both have water because we're water freaks. We already we already told them about yes. that. We don't have to rehash it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it smells delicious and it feels so good going down. Yes, and it's it's cooler. We're down in my basement, so it's cooler down here. And the temperature outside has been dropping. It was 19 degrees when I took the boy to school. To school. To work today. Like, wow. We're going to school, huh? <laughs> to work. To work today. 19 degrees. It's too cold. And it was 10 till 7. I was like, stupid. It's not okay. And it was 26 degrees last night when we came home. As much as we complain about it being cold, we also complain about it when it's too hot. Yeah. I'll take the cold over the hot. Oh, absolutely. I can get way more stuff done, and I don't get as much uh, fatigue we from the live stuff. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I have a quote for you <laughs> when you're ready. Go ahead. <laughs> you're good. Okay, so it's um, probably a well-known one. It's Ring Out Wild Bells, and it was by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Tennyson, I think is how you say it. Or Tennyson. Tennyson. I think it's Tennyson. I think it's Tennyson. If you're not trying to enunciate it, it's Tennyson. <laughs> um, so it's a poem. It's not an actual quote, but uh, ring out wild bells to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out wild bells and let him die. Ring out the old, ring in the new, ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the faults, ring in the true, ring out the grief that saps the mind. For those that are here we see no more. Ring out the feud of rich and poor, ring in red dress to all mankind. Ring out a slowly dying cause and ancient forms and ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life, with sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin. The faithless coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. Ring out false pride in the place and blood. The civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right. Ring in the common love of good. Ring out 
old shapes of foul disease. Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in the thousand years of peace. Ring in the valiant manna and free. The larger heart, the kindler hand. Ring out the darkness of the land. Ring in the Christ that is to be. And he was born in 1809, and he departed this earth at 1892. Um, and I put a link in our resources for y'all to go down a rabbit hole and find him. <laughs> but I just thought it was a, a good tone for the joyous occasion. I know we get lost in decorating and and happiness and wonderful and that's great but here's something that's reflecting ring out all that was bad ring in that all that is good and that's the season that we're in of hope and peace and joy and mankind celebrating it all and and not thinking on the woes of it all i love that and that was as you were as you were saying it i, I was I'm looking at it, the words. I was like, this sounds really, well, I know it's it's a very common. I was like, this sounds really familiar. And I was like, this is a hymn. This is a a LDS church hymn. I didn't realize that they had, this was, they had adapted it. Sure, yeah. There's a a lot of. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Poems and stories and stuff like that that have been taken in for hymns and hymnals and. Not just the LDS church. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's not just the LDS church, but... Um, yeah. It's just so interesting to me. I really like that. And it's very one that they very commonly sing on New Year's yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Because of that fact that you're ringing out the old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ringing in the but new. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a winter thing, um, like with the winter solstice, which mm-hmm. is now. Yeah. Close to now, but we're in the season of it, and it's bringing out the darkness and celebrating the light that's coming. So it's the same idea. Yeah, yeah. Love that. And it's only at the very end that you you think of it being a Christian poem, where it's ringing the Christ that is to be. I mean, you can insert any deity or any. If you worship nature, you can even insert nature there. So I really, cool. really like the part. <clears throat> Excuse me, where it says, um, where is it? Ring out the want, the care, the sin, um, the faithless coldness of the times. And then it skips down. uh, Ring out false pride in place and blood, the civic slander and the spite, and ring in the love of true and right. Ring in the common love of good. Yeah, that That part. That bar right there is. I love that, especially right now when we are trying to, this time of giving and this time of, I hate saying this, but this time where it's want, 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 kids are always like, I want this, I want this. Well, that's all year round. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, but they often forget and it, it does come back on the parents and families. They forget to give and to remember the true meaning of Christmas and the true meaning of the holidays of love and joy and giving and that we need to ring in love. Yeah, and celebrate it. Yeah. It makes me think of like, you know, well, Santa, Santa, they ring their bells, but... Mm-hmm. You know, they used to do that for churches or any congregation, not even, I mean, secular ones, too, where they rang the bell and they were ringing in people. It's the same idea. It makes me think of dinner bell. Do, do they do that still where, you know, on the um, episode of Friends where Phoebe is standing in front of the stores and she's ringing the bell to collect money for Santa, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it's called. I can't think of it, but they still do that. We're like, they're ringing in the bell to 
attract attention? I to, think it depends. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if it's as common as I remember it being, like in our childhood. Yeah. Um, but I also know, like, a lot of things have disappeared because of COVID. It's true. Dang so COVID. I don't, I don't know if that was everything. something that kind of went away with that. But then it makes me think of a It's a Wonderful Life with, you know, Jimmy Stewart. And every time you hear a bell ring, you angel gets its wings. That was a very wonderful poem. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing that. You're welcome. Absolutely. Um, any fun facts? I'm going to let you lead this one. I have, ooh, do I have fun facts today? Let's see. What fun facts? Please hold. Hold on. Imagine, I did not get. I was going to say, imagine a little screen and the little dial thing going around in circles. He's <laughs> <laughs> old. I just have a random, do it, random fact do for it. you. Um, in this time of people getting their holiday pictures taken, okay. Uh, did you know that people used to say prunes instead of cheese? I did when getting their pictures taken. I did not know this. Which is why they have, like, a weird face. Yes. In the 1840s, a cheesy grin was seen as childish, so a London photographer told people to say prunes to keep their mouth tight. Now, that's why they never, they never smiled in old photos. I also think they didn't smile because, you know, they had, like, the still photography thing. Mm, yeah, because they sat there for hours. Not hours, but, you know, well, a really than long we do. time. There's a snap now. No one wants to sit there with this cheesy grin on their face for a really, do really it. long time. Only because I don't know how to do the other one. I'm like, tr- I saw you doing this too, but I was like, while you were telling yeah, it, I was like trying to say prune to see what it would See what her mouth does? I'm like, prunes. it kind of makes you pucker a little bit. I don't know. Because then you're also, I don't know about you, but I was thinking about the taste of prunes. I actually don't mind the taste of prunes. Why are you kissy facing me? <laughs> You're kissy facing. And then I thought of you. <laughs> I actually don't mind the taste of prunes. Right, but the texture, I have to do them in smaller bits. I just don't like prune juice. Oh, that's Shout out to my mom for a second, because I'm sure she's going to listen to this. So She's covering her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. Uh, so my mom... She eats prunes for, I'm sure it's health reasons, but. It is. They're healthy for you. She, she's the one that always got me on prunes. Um, she would make like a prune soup almost. I think she puts like prunes in a mug and then a little bit of water and heats them up. I think. I would rather eat raisins. But she, see, and I would prefer prunes over raisins. Small doses. I okay. really don't mind prunes. Uh, what was I? Where was I going with that? The soup. Prunes. Oh, she drinks prune juice every night. I can't stand prunes. I would rather eat the prune soup. She well, does put go. prunes in other things too. Sure. Like they're good prune. to cook with. I'm trying to think of what she would like. Normal foods. You wouldn't normally think of putting prunes in. I'm sure it would work like, you know, how dates and figs and stuff you can bake with. I'm sure it's the same idea with the prunes. She just puts it in her own so that nobody else is subjected to her weird foods. Well, look at her. I know. She's so thoughtful. Is that why you are okay with me being hippy-dippy? Yeah. (laughs) I would consider my mom slightly hippy-dippy. Yeah. She was back in her day, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, ah, I know this. This is familiar. Yes. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, she definitely. I know my I granny always, ate them every day. I always I have like, to make sure that she has prunes in my house. I have prunes in my house for her when she comes. That's what I was trying to say. Smart. Yes. Yeah. Keep parents happy. Even when you're older. But just the prune soup thing. Mmm, just can't. Mm-mm. I'll just eat them straight out of the bag. That's fair. But, yeah. That's fair. So, I was, when I was saying prunes, when I was trying to say prunes of the mm. mouth, I was... Picturing eating them. We're sitting over here making funny faces. It's fine. Imagining saying that instead <laughs> of <fine>. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I like cheese. Um, Spot makes people say fuzzy pickles. He did do that once when we were taking pictures. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Fuzzy pickles. 
He is a pickle fan. And then though. he'll end up with pictures of people making a funny face because they're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he does it on purpose. That's what he wants. He doesn't want a cheese. He wants a weird whatever picture. <laughs> I love um, your husband so much. I do too. He makes my life funny. He's a funny guy. He brings joy to my life. He's a good man. Um, who's My interesting fact is about Silent Night. Oh. The Christmas Carol, if people don't know that. it. Um, but it is, a, well, it said German, but it's actually Austrian in origin. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stila not. I don't know how to say it in German. I should have asked our friend Quinn. He could have taught me how to say Nacht. all these things. Nacht. Nacht, maybe. Nacht is night. Nacht. There you go. Stila Nacht. Something like that. Anyways, it is noted as one of the most popular songs and translated into over 100 languages. Wow. Um, it was a poem written by Joseph Moore, who was a priest. He was uh, a priest. Learn- well, he was learning to be a priest when he wrote it in 1816, and it was after the Napoleonic War. Um, it was composed in 1818, the music part. By Franz Xavier Gruber and Ordendorf, and I'm not going to say the rest, Austria. <laughs> first performed Christmas Eve, 1818, in the same place. Um, first recorded in 1905. And it's been around. popular ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And it was declared, <coughs> excuse me, an intangible cultural heritage by the UNESCO. It's always going to be in our culture and no one can remove that from our culture pretty much pretty much it's so ingrained entwined. in us yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah i can't imagine not having silent night wasn't it in world mm-hmm. war one where they had the break in the war for christmas and all christmas eve yes, throughout I until christmas so. morning they sang silent night both sides the german and the english i believe so <laughs> I don't think it was World War II. <laughs> a little too much more. It's been a few years since I've had a history class. More than a few years, so... Same. But I'm <laughs> I'm a nerd that watches things on YouTube and other places about history and sit for hours and hours. And my husband well, and kids... Well, then you should know this. My husbands and kids are like... My husbands? My husband wow. and kids. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not a trendsetter, I promise. Um... <clears throat> They're always like, what are you watching and why are we watching this? I'm like, just hush. Just go about your day. You guys all go back to your screens. Let me watch my thing and leave me alone. Well, on that note, let's talk about decorating. Woohoo. Well, you know, because, you know, we're in that time of year. I just said, you know, like all times. It's fine. Oh, my brain. You know, so today, <laughs> I small little tangent. <laughs> you said it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I stopped at the gas station on the way here. And I, I'm so out of it today. I walked up to the cashier and I said, how are you doing? And he goes, good. How are you? And I said, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> and he goes, I'm still good. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> Look, um... My this, brain. This is, is kind just of throwing AJ under the bus a little bit, but she totally sent me a message this morning that said, "Crap, I slept in." <laughs> Girl, it's like nine o'clock. It's fine. <laughs> it was my way of saying I'm running behind. Okay. I loved it. It just made me laugh, and I understand when you feel like you're running behind and you're trying to catch up. You say random things. You do random things. Listen, it takes me a solid 45 minutes to get over here. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So. I still think that was the funniest thing this morning. I'm all typing away. And I just see a little pop up on my screen. Crap. (laughs) Okay. The end. Okay. Now that she's a little red faced, we can move on. Why did we get on this Let's tangent? Call, uh, because you were talking about how crazy your morning has been. Oh, it's because I said, you know, or something like that, like a five yeah. million yeah. times. We're going to... Rabbit hole. 
We are going to Turning reel this in, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say, it is that time of year where we are decorating. Yes. Unless you're like me and are a Scrooge and don't like to decorate. You're not a Scrooge. I just hate he decorating. Was mean. You're not mean. Mm. Have you met me? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> you just don't like to decorate. If I did not have a child. <laughs> you wouldn't decorate. Who really likes the holidays. I would not decorate. <laughs> She puts Christmas up in a day, and it's amazing. (laughs) On Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's his tradition. He gets it on Christmas Eve. I like it. Contain it in a little box. It goes down the day after Christmas. (laughs) My poor child. (sighs) I'm pretty sure Spot and maybe Lorenzo. Wish I did that. But I put it up December 1st. And I I don't put like too Christmassy. I do more like a winter decoration. I like it. And then I leave the snowman up. I have one of those uh, door decorations. I don't want to call it a wreath because it's not a wreath, but it's like a door decoration that you can. It's a magnetic thing. It sounds like welcome to our home or whatever. I can't remember what it says. I've had it for so long. But then it's magnetic and you can change out the little... uh, seasonal oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like summertime it's I've a seen little this. yeah, it's a little sun and then if it's Thanksgiving it's a turkey, blah blah. That's my way of decorating for the seasons because it's interchangeable and it's really easy. It's just a small little magnet. So for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving morning I was taking out the trash and I was like, oh crap, it's Thanksgiving. I haven't put out my Thanksgiving decoration. <laughs> so I quickly hurried and changed it to my turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yummy. Hey, mine still said Samhain on it. <laughs> In between the apple and the pumpkins that I drew or painted on that thing. I, I could have flipped it. Probably change it to a snowflake or Christmas. But hmm. I'll remember. <laughs> it's just too much work to decorate. I understand. I understand. To get everything out of the garage. I don't I don't do half of the decorations I have anymore, but I keep them and I and I keep them because, like, I have some that were my grandma, my grannies, my great grandmas, and I don't dare put them out because I know an animal will break it. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it down here. One year, this just made me think of one year, we did a Christmas, quote unquote, Christmas tree. It was my son's plushy Christmas tree. It was about yes. five inches tall. That was our Christmas tree. Okay, I loved it. Like Ooh, I wonder if I should try to convince him to do that again. Because I don't have him for Christmas this year, so oh. what's the point so in decorating? Like, I don't want to decorate. Well, you just said you don't only decorate for your kids. So. So, yeah, I only really go all out when I have him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I kind of get now, I really never got why people would do a bake tree, but I kind of understand now why, because you can just haul it out, put it in the trash. I mean, there's one idea. I just put it down. I have a fake one. I have a fake one too, but I don't want to get it out. And sorry, I have a big one and I have a smaller one. And I told Caden, he was like, Wait, are you going to put out a Christmas tree? Because I threaten every year that I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Like the big one where it has like four tiers and you're like, Ha, not doing it. (laughs) It's huge. Well, you've seen my living room. Well, yeah, you've got the room for it. kind of thing and so then i was like i was telling him yes but i'm not taking out the big one my parents did it right as we were well when we were old enough they said we'll get out the tree out of the garage if you want it you decorate it that was nice that's nice so if we want so the tree was decorated to only as tall as we could go That's awesome. <laughs> Half-decorated tree with lights on it. <laughs> I love it. I love they it. Didn't, now I understand. They didn't want to do the work. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, well, I had to tell him, no, we're not doing it. And he was like, why? And I said, well, because every year Noah pees in it. It's our honorary cat. He's the cutest cat, but my goodness. And now we have Helios, who is ginormous. Knocks me over every time I walk in the door. <laughs> And would knock it over. 
And he was like, but I want a Christmas tree. And I said, I will get the smaller one out and I will put it up. So above our kitchen has like a little nook that you can put a display of whatever's on it. Yeah, I remember you talking about it so last I, week? Yeah. Two weeks ago? I don't know. One of the episodes. Whatever. <laughs> and so I'm going to put it up there. He's like, yeah, but I you can't. You put it in his room? Well, he's like, why don't we put it in my room? I was like, um, then how are you? It's a huge tree. I'm a kid. You don't have Get another one. Get in his own little tree for his room. Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it up in the nook. Then you can see it out our top window when you come down the street. People can see it with the lights on. He's like, but I want to decorate it. (laughs) Not me, because I put other decorations up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) But I told him he could decorate it on the side that will be seen, and then we'll put it up in the corner. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm Just a don't nice turn mom. it around. <laughs> and then I get all the snow snowmen out. I do snowmen. Um, I don't, I have like stuff for like the nativity scene, that, but now that I'm not really Christian, I, I don't is, not believe in it, but I don't believe in it. I love nativity. Oh, they're so beautiful. I love looking at them. I remember. I like the simple um, crafted ones. You know, I don't like the ones that have, like, the huge everything's in it, bright colors. I love, like, the classy, I love sophisticated looking ones. at all the different ones from all around the world. <clears throat> yeah, that's, going and viewing. that's fun. I like looking at the, I don't remember what it's called. I remember growing up. I know, like, steak centers usually do it. Yeah, it, yeah. We would go every year. We would go and look at them. <clears throat> and I can't remember what it's called now. And you'd see the really fancy ones. There's a range the from super, super simple, simple handmade, um, painted even. But I. Some from South America. Love those. Some yeah. from Europe. Love nativities. Yeah, they're beautiful. I don't put it down at all. Yeah. I think they're beautiful. I don't own one. I own a thousand of them. If you would like one, I would give you one. I will gladly take any of them off your plate. I love them. Some of them I can't give you because they were my grandma's and my granny's. No, I and that, I was gifted by them. But yeah, I love nativities. Sure, I love one. looking at them. They didn't make me happy. Okay, I'll give you one. When um, I get them out. That decoration, I am I have totally a huge globe with. one. That, um, I love snow globes, too. That Kathy gave me. That would just made me think of snow globes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And you shake it, and it has, like, the music, and it, I, think you, I think she got it from Costco. Nice. There you go. See, those kind of decorations I'm okay with. Sure. It's the tangled lights and the Christmas tree that... But now you have LED strips you can put on the, put on the porch. That's what we're doing. LED strips. And then we're going to take them that's all the way down That's those kind of decorations driveway. that drive me crazy. And we're going to leave them there. <laughs> <laughs> And then the 4th of July comes around, blue and red. Love it. Bam. <laughs> We're trying. Anyways. Um, I found something that said that Christmas was first observed in Rome. And in order to make the Christian holiday easier to embrace, the church used the same decorations that were used in the, the pagan winter solstice festivals. Mm-hmm. They included wreaths, trees, and giant feasts Candles. and all that. Yep, they used all of that, and then they just kind of held it over into the Christmas celebrations, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me. Yeah, you know? that's what I might looked as up well, too. Might I as that. well use that. It's actually based on the Roman uh, festival, which, like we talked about Yule um, last week. Um, and other pagan traditions, but it was mostly the Saturnalia festival that they did. And um, did you know that December 25th, the reason why we celebrate on December 25th is because of the Julian calendar that the Romans used, put their festival on December 25th. But the way that it got to us, I guess if you want to say us, Western cultures, um, Romans in the second century BC, they came along, conquered everybody, and said, Nope, you can't do your own festivals anymore. You have to celebrate ours, and that's how we got some of their traditions. 
like the pine cones and the berries and the nuts and candles and homemade ornaments and stuff like that. They were gifts to their gods. Which, I mean, we kind of do now. We, In the Christian faith, your presence represent your presence to Christ. Not that people think of it that way, but... I say that has definitely gotten lost in translation. Did you also know that it wasn't, like, Christmas trees and stuff like that were first rejected when they first were brought over to the U.S. by mainstream? Rejected. How? Be- well, Pray because they're, it was too close to the pagan tradition oh, and the Puritan yeah. faiths Yeah. at the time. They were like, no, it's too close to paganism. So we aren't going to observe it with a Christmas tree, but it was the German immigrants that brought it. That was probably what this... I know it was the 15th century when the German culture absorbed it and started to use it. I want to say it was the latter in the 14th, uh, 15th century, excuse me. And they used it as an, uh, a symbol of everlasting life with God. And then um, they also, fun fact, I'm jumping around here, sorry. But the, fun fact, they also started the angel on top of the tree and circular bulbs. All, Ooh. like, the idea of, of circular bulbs came from Germany. Things came from Germany. Yeah, they're... And they're for a synthetic tree. They made the oh. wood triangular... Triangular, there we go. <laughs> Trees, and then decorated it with paper and apples and other stuff to kind of make it look like a tree. I was like, that's cheaper than <laughs> buying the stuff that we do that's probably not so good for the earth. Right. The hippy-dippy in me is like, hmm, maybe I should be doing that. <laughs> I know that they would decorate with their trees with, again, in Germany, with mostly food, um, like the cookies mm-hmm. that we talked about, the mm-hmm. gingerbreads, um, and fresh fruit. But it became, in the wintertime, it was too expensive to do the fresh fruit and all that. Because so then you had your dried fruits. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, where we get, like, our sliced oranges mm-hmm. cloves. I love doing that. It smells so good. So it became a lo- really expensive to do decorating with food, except for in the rich upper class. Right. And so it kind of became more of a, what is the word? Not a commercial type thing. but It, can't, really, it was for the affluent. Yeah, and so... That's kind of where we that was transitioned what, in the 18th, over. 18th century? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we kind of transitioned over into the, the false decorations. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so I talked about I still the think pe- we should do the food decorations. I do too. I'm I mean, like, I'm popping popcorn. I can put part of it in my mouth and put the well, rest of it on the tree. Some people still do the, the uh, what is it called? The popcorn sure. decorations. What? The garlands. The garland. Popcorn garlands. I was like, I love those. I I know what you're saying. I don't know which word you're looking for, so I can't help you. (laughs) But yeah, so how I said that the Puritan groups, they were like, no, we don't want this. So 18th century, when people came over and said, hey, here's our traditions, they were like, no. But trendsetters over in England, being Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, because he was German-born, uh, they were actually the ones that made the affluent here in the U.S. of A um, want to have a Christmas tree because she talked about how much she adored her Christmas tree and there was pictures of it. And then the affluent wanted to match the lifestyle of um, hit the table, <laughs> um, wanted to match, you know, that style. And so they started to put money into that. But the mainstream, if it wasn't. German immigrant or the effluent, they didn't participate in like a Christmas tree, like how we see it now, a Christmas tree, Um, stuff like that. It was interesting to find that, you know? Yeah, I thought it was very interesting to see that it was Prince Albert who started that, that essentially allowed the Queen Victoria. Allowed the tradition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know. I didn't look into it enough. So um, if somebody does, please let us know. Put it in our comments or whatnot. Message us on our email. 
or whatnot. But um, if if it was something that still wasn't a very common thing in uh, England at the time, I'm not sure. It doesn't sound like it was. Um, 1856 was the first time a Christmas tree was put in the White House by President Franklin Pierce. I did see that. That is, that's a lot of time. <laughs> um, 1882. Um, so what I mostly saw was with the Industrial Revolution and electricity being developed in, in the form that we know it now, right? It's what really made Christmas, I put that in quotes, the Christmas that we know, the holiday decorating that we have come to know in the U.S. and other places, is what made it popular. It's what made it a, main, a mainstream thing. So like, like I was saying, 1882, Edward Hibbert Johnson was a, the VP of Edison Electric Light Company. He made string of lights red white and blue same amount of each one strung them together put them on this christmas tree people walking by are like "Ooh, that's cool and it was not as dangerous as them candles that they were doing could you imagine decorating your tree with candles how fire hazards and fires were started i think of the bubble lights that we used to have you know i loved those bubble lights that would like catch on fire They're they're better now. How I've are, seen them now. That, how are houses not being burned up by these candles chilling I on the Christmas tree? I guess people were more used to having candles, open candles. Know. Gosh, my animals would burn down our house <laughs> in like three seconds. Um, so you know that's the start. You know, people started to see it. He was, you know, um, shown in the newspaper. They were like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Eighteen uh, nineties, the department. Uh, is it Woolsworth? Department store sold $25 million worth of German ornaments, um, which inspired other department stores to do that. Of course, we also had artists and whatnot who tried here in the U.S. to make bulbs, you know, ornament bulbs. Um, 1895, first electrically lit tree was put in the White House by President uh, Grover Cleveland. If you have anything thrown in there with me as I go along. 1901, Edison Electric started selling nine socket light strips. When I read that, I told Spot, I was like, that would not work now. People would be like, I need my million strings of lights. Could you imagine nine sockets? You'd need like 80 of them. Right? Just to go down the tree. I'm getting a small one, so I only have to put a couple on. And I'm sure they're all like one color, the white. Mm -hmm. Now we need... The changing colors and the... That flash, the different colors. Or that flash. That come with songs and... Yeah. True, man. I don't need a song. I'll just put on the radio if I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 1923, first national Christmas tree in Washington, D.C. was lit. This was by President Calvin Coolidge. So, like, this is, like, getting close to just, like, recent times. Like, that century. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessarily in the 1900s. <laughs> We're looking pretty good for 1900s. <laughs> Anyways, um, 1931. I really liked this story that I found. Um, in 1931, it was during the Great Depression time period. Not, yeah, it was kind of, I don't know. It was hard for people, and I, I remember my great grandma, and she. Grew up during that time period. She lived in that time period. Not grew up. She lived in that time period. So it was very ingrained in her heart. I'm sure I do things that <laughs> nobody else does because of it. <laughs> but um, construction workers, they pooled their money. To, they pooled their money together to buy and decorate a Christmas tree. That's cool. And they did it because they wanted to have their spirits and the people that saw it. Um, spirits lifted. It was a 20-foot tree, and it had 2,500 lights on it. Where was it at? Just, like, outside? Uh, The Rockefeller. Oh, the Rock... Oh, okay. So they started... They did that. That's how it started? And then 1933, the Rockefeller publicist was like, we're going to make this an annual thing. I love that. Isn't that great? That it started from just people pulling money together. Like, 
that reminds you that you and your friends or somebody that is like-minded as you can do something good in the world. We, we focus too much on the bad, I think, sometimes. But we can start something good. I mean, we read about it in, um, for the Day of Thanks, the gal that wrote many presidents for 40 years mm-hmm. and then got a th- Day of Thanksgiving. You know, you never know what's going on. We're mightier about. than we think sometimes. I mean, we're not as mighty as a mountain, but we, we can climb mountains and we, you know. So, um, so that was in 1933. It became an annual thing. In 1951, the Rockefeller tree lighting was broadcast for the first time, and that was by NBC. So, essentially, what I, from my reading and everything, um, as I started to say, as mass production and electricity became more mainstream, then Christmas became more affordable. Interesting. And then as, you know, the war ended and people moved into suburbs and suburbs became a thing, the baby boomers became a thing, they were getting born. That's how Christmas spread even more into, like, the small towns. Because city folk were leaving and going to out-of-town areas. I was wondering how that makes it more affordable. Is it because it's just more available? Materials are, I mean, we we see it now. Something that used to cost hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Because it's not a, something that's... Easier to make, easier to obtain the materials. That makes sense. Can be done... Instead of making like one or two beautifully crafted, it's not a hot topic item that's it's, that's like coveted. It's just yeah, it goes through it goes through ro- robots now and they that do makes their sense. thing and out it goes. That makes sense. I mean, there's still handcrafted ones and they are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, I, and those are usually more expensive. It's true, right? That's very true, right? So. Um, I also saw that during my research that Christmas became more of a beacon of hope and resilience through the Great Depression and World War II, and that is why we as Americans love, usually, this holiday. (laughs) But you love going around and seeing the lights that other people put up. It's not like you don't participate in that. Yeah. It's like one of the... I mean, Thanksgiving is more... For you, right? It's more for you and your community behind closed doors. You don't really, I mean, you do now. There's more of decorations, but not really, right? People decorate for Halloween because it's more of outside the house. It's for everyone outside the house to participate in. And Christmas is another one where it's it's not necessarily for inside. Although I've always plastered. I mean, when I was, when I was in high school, I plastered lights like my room would glow <laughs> from all of the lights that I would put up because nobody else in my family wanted it all everywhere. So I would put it all throughout my room in every nook and cranny, and then I would get, like, the Dollar Tree, like, little foo-foo stuff and put it up. And I think it's become a symbol of hope. Yeah. For some reason, the lights and everything have just become a, a symbol of hope. For everybody. But I think that also goes back to, like, we were talking about Yule. Mm-hmm. It also comes back to, like, they were hoping and praying for light. I think it's it's down in our DNA now. It's in our subconscious, way down there in the bottom of ourselves. This, this hope. And then every, it looks like every culture, like, adds to it, you know? I found a random fact about, not a, it's not a fact. It's not a known fact, but a random Thing about candy canes. Yes, please tell me because I was like, that's like the one thing I didn't look up. <laughs> um, again, it's I know not, they represent like the shepherd's cane. Yeah. Again, it's not known if this is true for sure, but it's said that candy canes originate, originated, that's a hard word, in Germany during the 17th century when a choir master gave children candy canes in the shape of the shepherd's crook, you know. In order to keep them quiet during a Christmas nativity service. <laughs> Bam! You know what? I feel like that's truth. Because I would do right? that. The hush. So, I mean, whether mouths. or not it's true. I think it's We do know that 
the candy canes came to America during the mid 19th century with the German immigrants. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Germany. Mm-hmm. I'm half German, so I mean, this is like, yeah, Germany. <laughs> I have German um, in me. My yeah. my maiden name is <laughs> spelt differently because that's what they did when immigrants came in. They're like, I don't know how you said that, so I'm just gonna put down something. Right. <laughs> Which is why we have variants of it. Um, they've since then they've become very popular here for Christmas tree decorations. I mean, not only are they really easy to hang because of the the crook. Yeah. But Kids love them. Animals love them. I just think it's hilarious that they're bribing them with here. Here's the candy cane. I like it. <laughs> Now you have, like, fruity candy canes. Uh, they have every flavor imaginable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can like, we just stick to normal peppermints? I have a hard time with harder peppermints, too. I love soft peppermints. Like the melty? Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking, like. I wish they made candy canes like that. Because they take forever, and you're like, I'm not going to eat this. And they're sticky. They're so sticky. Like, the little tiny ones are perfect. Mm-hmm. But you can't hang those on the tree. You a, can. No, but they put it like with the weird wrapping thing on it. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. they always break because they're yeah. so fragile. <laughs> and I just put them in you hot chocolate. You could just throw them on the tree and then they'll just fall <laughs> into the tree and just nestle in the... If you don't have pets. If you have pets, Well, I'm thinking... It. I don't have pets, <laughs> so everything I do or say, I'm operating under the assumption that people do not have pets, okay? I love it. You're, like, talking about throwing down the tree, and I'm all like, ah! Don't do that! <laughs> but this is what I think about with Christmas and, like, decorating, or even just this winter time and decorating. Because I know there's other holidays that are being celebrated, too, which we'll get into next week. But I think of Christmas trees... The symbolism of it being forever green, that it can go through all seasons and it seems not to change. It's steadfast. It's our friend. It's the comfort that we bring into the winter time. I think of Yule logs. I think of Christmas lights. I remember forever, you know, that was one special memory from childhood is going around. And even if it was like we were driving down the road and we we're on our way to someplace or on the way back to some found a road had all of the lights decorated, we would always turn down the road and put on Christmas music. And just, I remember being enamored by it. This magical, mystical land that we seemed to kind of teleport into just by turning down a street. You know, um, I think of Christmas carols and the carolers, some familiar carols, some not. I think of wassail and the yummy smell because of how you, you know, you put it in a crock pot or you put it on the stove and you have your cinnamons and oranges and all of that stuff kind of simmering out into the air. I think of laughter, children's, all, all, all ages laughing. I think of ribbons, wreaths, yummy treats, warmth, love, stockings, presents, 12 days of Christmas, not necessarily the times that I received them, although I was grateful for them. But the times that I got to participate in them, organize it, and running and hiding and almost dying when you almost fall because you don't <laughs> want to get caught and stuff yeah. like that. Orange slices with, you know, the cloves in them, candles, ornaments, movies, um, books, um, like we talked about for Yule, Holly, the ivy, the mistletoe, um, Candy canes, snow, snowman, Jack Frost, all of the stories that come from that, bells, um, colors, you know, bright reds, bright greens, blue, silver, gold. It just, it's all hypersensed, you know, it's hypersensed, all just wow, in your face, but like not in a bad way. It's, it's joyous, it's bright, it's full of life and wonder, um. And of course, there's many other things, but those are the things that, like, came to my mind when I was trying to figure out what to say <laughs> about decorating, you know, because it's the time that I, I didn't want to, but I always loved decor. I loved Christmas, starting from high school, and and the magic that I felt from you know childhood, and then I started decorating not for me, but for my children. 
as we get older, we start decorating for the children that may be on the road that we don't ever think about on our day-to-day, how that is going to enrich their lives. And then we go out a little bit further and think of, you know, sending our cards that you always try to get in the mail on time, but never quite seem to get it on time, you know? You think December 1st, okay, I'm going to put it in the mail, and then December 24th, you're like, well, that didn't happen. E e cards now, <laughs> you know, or, or just a, a post on Facebook. But yeah, this is what it's about for this year. You know, we start decorating and bringing in the whimsical, even if it's down to a Charlie Brown tree that my grandma had all the time. Just a Charlie Brown tree with the one little ornament, or a little perfect plushy Christmas or a plushy tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's it's not about you necessarily it's about the joy that you're bringing to other people and i need to remember that but don't feel guilty i don't feel (laughs) no i don't feel guilty i don't feel guilty at all um but i it's it can be as small as a little candle in your window get the ones that are light bulbs though because <laughs> I think of my kitties in there and I'll knock it down and then your house Because you don't be want down. to be that one. Well, I, can't, I just keep thinking. I was driving down my road and I pulled into my garage last night and the people across the road, I they put up their lights. And so I was projecting into the, because we live in townhouses, so the <clears throat> the walls are the alleyway, I guess you could say, across the way. Their lights were projecting, bouncing off between the two walls in the alleyway. And I was like, ooh, that looks so pretty. And it just, like, lit up that whole side of the the neighborhood. It just takes one person, you know. And I was like, dang, our little side of the road is quite dark. (laughs) So, I mean, it just takes one little thing. Kind of bring light to... String up like a nine socket light thing. Nine up. socket. <laughs> You'll be fine. fine. Do they sell nine sockets? I have, don't think so. I don't think so. But I know they have like the battery ones, like the twinkle lights. Yeah. Just put those up. Yeah, listen, I have a wreath that goes on the outside. <laughs> I have a wreath that goes on the outside of our garage and I'll put it up. But we should make a wreath. We should. We can do that as like a bonus thing. That would be so cool. Hmm. We'll talk more about that. Yes. We'll discuss. We'll bring I do have um a question and answer QA yes, thing for them. Um and remember, put it in your comments, put it on Spotify or on our social media. If you don't know how to get there, go to our website. I'll tell you how to get to that at the end of the podcast. It'll link it. Everything's linked up, is what I'm trying to say. Yep. <laughs> Um, but the Q&A for this week is what are your favorite decorations or even your favorite look for this festive time of year? Do you like all the colors? Do you like the classic white and silver type? You know, those types of things. Silver and bells. <laughs> what is this silver and gold? Silver and gold or silver bells. I'm not going to burst into Oh. I love it when you burst into the song. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, just let us know. Um, Yeah, and our challenge, so as you're getting out your decorations, if you haven't already, like me, uh, you know, sometimes if if you're like me, when you are beginning a project to, to bring down all your stuff out of your garage or your storage, and then you kind of turn into a squirrel and you're like, ooh, I need to get rid of that. Ooh, I need to <laughs> need to organize this. You yeah. know? As you're getting out your decorations and and all that, maybe and swapping out your holiday decor, maybe do a little bit of winter cleaning. It doesn't have to be a huge project. Just maybe pick one little thing that you know, maybe you clean out some of your storage bins and you say I don't need this anymore let's pass it on to somebody else that needs it more than I do or this so, is broken let's throw it away essentially you know? spring cleaning in the winter time. but winter cleaning yes I like this um I like but this. for me it's going to be 
In order to get to my decoration, I have to clear out one section of my garage. Sure, and you have to take stuff down so you can put stuff up. Because my parents brought a bunch of stuff over the summer that I never went through. We just kind of shoved it into a corner of the garage um, with the thought that it's way too hot in the summer to work in the garage. I would die. (laughs) Um, So I was like, I'll get to it eventually. Now you just have to layer up. Yeah. Like my... Like my Christmas yeah. sweater I put on. Yes. What does it say? I run on coffee and Christmas, and Christmas cheer. cheer. Yes. So for me, it's going to be, I'm going to tackle that section of my garage in order to get to my Christmas decorations. I like it. So. That note, love ya. Grateful for ya. And have fun decking the halls. Thanks for hanging with AJ. And A-Ray, we hope we've brought a little fun, sass, and joy into your lives. For more information about our episodes, us, and what we may be up to, please visit our website at wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. That's wanderingmusings.my.canva.site. If you enjoyed this episode, Please like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Cheers to womanhood. Ciao. Thank you for your support of our podcast. Original music composition written and performed by Gregory Anderson and used with permission from Anderson Media.